0: Hour. We made it through another week. It's the best day of the week. Our toll free number, 800 9510592. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. Man, what a week. You guys have been tearing it up in here. Uh, gold's up 10, silver's flying again. Uh, so many things to talk about, and we're going to get to that soon. But it's a big day today. The semifinals of the state football tournament is here uh both of my boys are are playing in it we're we're got to go down to tucson well i guess technically morana uh which is like north tucson and and i used to i actually lived in tucson for a brief moment in time uh, i call it the brown city uh, because there is no green there i mean there just isn't there may be an you know a cactus and and that's about it uh the only place that has green in tucson is like where u of a is you know where they, they and, you know and of course they they pay for that green right you know they they have grass and they water it and do all that stuff but otherwise the whole city's brown and this is one of those years where uh normally when you play in the state ch- if you make it to the championship you play in, at the cardinal stadium or if that's if the cardinals are at home you play at asu well this year uh, ASU is now closed. I guess they're finishing renovations, and the Cardinals are at home. So, if they win tonight, I actually will have to go to Tucson again because the finals will be at the University of Arizona. And so I'm like, you know what? I told my my boys uh, last night. Listen, if I got to go to Tucson once, I better have to go twice. That's a, that's just what I said because. Uh, when I lived in Tucson, it's so I don't know what it was, but my uh, my parents lived there. My dad ran K Gun Nine down. and He was the GM at the that, that was the ABC station down in Tucson, and my dad had gotten diagnosed with cancer, uh, and and he, he he was given less than a year to live, and and so I I went to to stay, you know, stay with them down there in Tucson, and. And I'll say this, man. The weather was was spectacular. I mean, there was no snow. I, I mean, the worst thing you had to do was maybe rake the rocks every once in a while. Um, and after my dad passed, I, I stayed. And everybody in Tucson would tell you how bad, uh, you know, Phoenix. Phoenix was terrible. You don't want to live there. It stinks up there, and all this other stuff. And and, and I believed him. I'm like, oh, okay. you know. And I figured Phoenix was just like Tucson. Uh, then one day a buddy of mine had to pick up his friend at the airport at Sky Harbor and said, hey, come with me. Uh, and we ended up spending the night up there. Uh, within 30 days of me getting back, yeah, I had transferred to Phoenix. Yeah, so that's how I ended up here because, yeah, people in there, people in Tucson lie. <laughs> it is definitely not better down there. But uh, anyway, it's a big day. We're excited for it. Uh, good luck to, to all the teams. And and I mean that uh it, it is a a huge effort that the the kids put put in to be able to uh play at this level. I mean if you're if your team's in the semifinals, uh you've got a lot of kids uh that have put in a lot of time and a lot of effort and the same thing with the coaches and all of that, so congratulations uh to to all the kids and and uh, good luck to the Saints tonight. Go Saints. And, uh, yeah, so we're going to be so, – not just because of that, because Friday we always close early anyway. We're going to close earlier than normal. We'll be out of here uh, no later than noon today. So if you want to uh, get an order in before the weekend, if you uh, are picking up, uh, you have to be here before noon. Otherwise, it has to be uh, next week. Again, our toll-free number, 800 The website uh, at allamericangold.com. you got to make that part of your daily routine. That's what's going to keep you in the know. Uh, as promised, we're going to talk about what happened. At a private ECB central bank meeting uh, the other day. Uh, We briefly talked about it yesterday, having to do with deposit insurance for the banks. Uh, We're going to talk about that. There's now rumblings, another Italian bank in trouble. And then, what are Federal Reserve? has been talking about that seemingly doesn't make the news. So we've got a great show lined up for you, a lot of good information, a lot of things that are going to make you scratch your head and think about, okay, what really, really is going on. Uh, Right now, gold's up over $10, $1,289. Silver's up about $0.08 right now, $17.14. You know, it's so funny, remember last Friday we were on the air and gold fell like ten dollars in two seconds and someone sold four billion dollars worth of paper contracts to make that happen and i told you that was a good thing i'm going to remind you that's a really good thing and especially because gold not only is it right back it's actually higher today than it was when that happened last week uh we're going to kind of talk about why that is uh some some very important technical factors uh, gold has overcome this week, kind of setting itself up. Uh, the Dow's down 100 points. Of course, the Dow this week's been all over the board. It's been uh, up 100, down 100, down a, you know 200 all week long. Uh, some some rumblings about is there an issue with the tax cuts and all of that other stuff that's going on out there. Uh, and then news in North Korea about maybe a ballistic submarine. You know, it's so many things you got to keep your eye on, but we're going to focus in. On what the central banks are doing, while none of us are actually paying attention, so you're not going to want to miss it. Not a lot of, not a lot of economic data out today. Uh, oh, and then one other thing, I almost forgot. The Chinese went on a massive gold buying spree. We're going to talk all about that. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two, and I know, and I'll address it because people are calling and asking uh, the rolls of the Walker halves and the rolls of the silver quarters. Uh, believe I, we do have a few left of each, and what I mean, a few le- less than ten. Uh, of each one so if you're looking at if you hadn't done it all week and you're like do they still have a few we do have a few but a few is really it uh... the walker has at one hundred thirty a roll and if you want to know more details listen to the previous shows anybody that uh... if you had the means you should have at least picked up one roll because it's it's walkers and you never see them anymore uh... the rolls of silver quarters the best price per ounce on silver uh... at one hundred and twenty five a roll uh, yesterday we ran the Gold Eagles and the Kruger Rams, they're, they're gone. Uh, so uh, congratulations, to Gold's up 10 bucks. That's a, that's a nice way to do it. Uh, so, you know, you think about all the things you're, you're hearing about. Now it's the sexual harassment stuff, and whether it's Franken or the, the governor, they got running for the Senate in Alabama, or, you know, the who's who of Hollywood, and everyone's all you know, up in arms about that, or they're talking about tax cuts or, or North Korea or what's going on, but it's always the news you don't hear about. That actually is what is important. You know, uh Eric used to call it Cue the Deer, right? Cue the Deer, right? The distraction. And yesterday and I and I briefly talked about it yesterday and I and I promised I'd get back to it today. And I've been telling you for the whole time I've been here, listen, they're slowly encircling your wealth. Because here, here's the the problem, and it's very simple. We lived way beyond our means. We didn't start living way beyond our means. It didn't start till 1971. And when you think about uh, the Federal Reserve and, and fiat money, and you think about that old dusty piece of paper called the Constitution, we are going to feel the effects of what our founding fathers already knew. There is a reason why they were, were they geniuses? Maybe, right? Maybe, I mean, they really did some incredible things. But the reason why they said the money needed to be gold and silver is because of what's happening right now. This is what they worried about. This is actually what they knew was going to happen. So you think about going off the gold standard in 1971, and that's really when, okay, it was fiat floating money from there on out, right? And by closing the gold window, what that meant was foreign governments could no longer demand gold from the united states in other words if they were let's say they had bought some treasuries they were expiring instead of rolling the treasuries over do you know, go ahead and send us some gold back right because i remember and i told the story a bunch of times we're going to run out of gold uh so that was really the simple reason behind it and then you know I, and i told you how in 1971 the national debt was 400 billion dollars so you think about how long we had been a country And it was only four hundred billion dollars. The funny part is, the biggest piece of that—about two hundred and sixty billion of the four hundred billion—all occurred in essentially since World War One to 1971, and and of course, World or I'm sorry, World War World War Two. Uh, World War II, we we piled on some debt. And really, in our nation's history, the only time we really ran big budget deficits was war. And as soon as the wars ended, right, they went down. And during the last part of the 60s with Lyndon Johnson's The Great Society, we tacked on a bunch of debt there. But that was it. And for and as soon as that they got full control, they started what living way beyond the means. And as the, they've lived way beyond the means, things have gotten more and more difficult. Right? You remember what we did with what Peter Schiff was talking about. Right? Hey, every time they, they've blown up the bubble, they've reinflated, but now this time I don't think they can reinflate because there's nothing bigger than the bond market bubble that they've created. And little by little they've started surrounding. You know, your 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 wealth is under siege if but you don't even know it. If this was wartime, okay, if they think about your money as th- those are your troops, right? So the money that's in your bank, the money that's in your IRA and your 401k and your money market, right? Those are, those are your troops. These, these central banks, they're surrounding us, right? They're surrounding our troops and they're passing laws that are going to restrict your ability to retain your wealth and they it always starts with a conversation they have a meeting none of us are invited the press isn't there right they meet in secret and well i guess it's not a secret they they tell us they're having a meeting we just don't know all the details until someone leaks it out this week two different meetings taking place one a meeting here at home with our central bankers, one in Europe with their central bankers, the European Central Bank meeting. They proposed removing the deposit insurance. Right. So you, when you think about it, it's FDIC insured, right? They they like to say that a lot to you, and why it's safe to put your money in the bank, and why it's safe to do this and do that because it's FDIC insured. Right, and and remember, they used to tell you, oh, you know, you don't want to buy gold because it doesn't pay interest, right? Well, now now they stop saying that because they don't pay interest anyway on anything. The ECB has proposed to make it so that if an European Union bank fails, the individuals who keep their savings in the bank and in this article it says it loses everything, I think it'll depend on how big the failure is. I'll tell you this right now. If you're in one of the mega banks, which, let's face it, as we talked yesterday, just the top five banks own 70% of all the deposits. If you take the top 20 banks in the whole country, you've got over 90% of all the deposits uh, in the entire country. If any of those banks fail, the FDIC doesn't have that kind of money. And remember, they changed the rules. See, when the last bank failures were occurring, they bailed them out. right? remember when we are like, hey, that's, that's, you know, and that's never a sort of smart thing. Rewarding failure never works. But they bailed them out. Now they've changed the law to bail them in. And the ECB now is like, hey, listen, we didn't fix it. And this, this is just more proof. Of, like I told you before, they haven't fixed anything. I mean, you need to understand it and I know it's it's hard not to get excited because the stock look at how well the stock market's done right but really when you understand why it's done so well it, it's it's not nearly as good. and matter of fact it's actually even more dangerous today. And, and the funny thing is, is they already know, and I'm, I believe this, they already know. They do. They're so much smarter than I am. They already know what's going to happen. In a paper published on the European Central Bank's banking supervision website, okay, so if you want to look this up, okay, they now have it on their website, so you can do it on your own. And I'll, I'll tell you where to go again. The European Central Banking Supervision website is where you can find it. Covered deposits and claims under investor compensation schemes should be replaced. Okay, so they here's what they're proposing. They're proposing hey, that deposit insurance, we need to revisit that. You know, we should get rid of what we have today. We need to replace it. And what they want to replace it with is a limited discretionary exemption to be granted by the competent authority in order to retain a degree of flexibility. In other words, you know and what if it was really a competent authority, would the banks be failing to begin with right and obviously not. But what they want to do is do away with the traditional deposit insurance and replace it with the we'll, we'll pick the winners and we'll pick the losers. Right? And, of course, I'm telling you, based on Central Bank history, the winners are going to be business, right? All the Wall Street firms, you got your money, and we're going to let you keep that. Right, you're going to be okay, and, and probably the government's money, that, and they're right, the city and the state's got to have their money in the bank. You can be okay. Everybody else, you're going to take a hit. The The way it sits right now, we now heard, so we had this come out yesterday. Today we find out there's now another Italian bank in trouble, and of course all the, the European, our banks are, are much better and, and not that they're good. I don't want to miss, you know, th- have you think that they're in great... They're not. But the European banks are even in more trouble than our banks are. Right? Their balance sheets are far worse than, than our banks are. But when you think about why they would propose that, you have to ask yourself the following questions. Okay, why now? Okay, why, why do they want to visit this today? Right, I mean, they, they, they just been telling us and doing victory laps about how they fixed everything right and and all the equity markets all the debt markets around the world right they're all at you know all-time highs and things are wonderful and the answer quite simply is they're getting ready and remember what i've been telling you for the the next 10 years are going to be extraordinary And what I mean by that is all of the, you know, when you think about from the 70s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, right? Now we're in this decade and going into the next decade, all of the can kicking we did. Right? Because really, that's really what we've done, right? Is instead of paying our bills is we kick the can down the road. Ah, we'll worry about it later, right? We'll worry about it later. Let, let's pass a you know, let's let's pass these laws. Let's not fund the pensions. Let's let's not tax the citizenry. Let's live way beyond our means, and somehow we'll worry about it later. The later's here now, right? We're 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 at this point now where over the next decade, all of these bills come due, and so they first started with. And think about this, right? What is the first thing they started with? Well, the first thing they started with was too big to fail, right? Instead of, I mean, too big to fail, that has to be the easiest thing in the world to fix. Well, let's see, if they're too big, let's make them smaller, right? And that way, if any of them fail, there's no systemic risk. We don't have to worry about messing with the FDIC insurance or any of that stuff, right? Because if it fails, we'll have the money. But instead, they went the other way, right? And remember, I told you, view your your wealth, right? Those are your troops. And instead, what they started to do is they started, started encircling us, right? They flanked us. Right, and they came out and they used the media to tell you how they fixed it. Right, they used Wall Street. Wall Street's like their puppet, and they used that as proof of somehow they fixed it. Well, see, Wall Street went up, so we must have fixed it. We're going to talk about what our central bank is talking about next. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt.
1: When DACA was announced in 2010 by executive action, Barack Obama insisted that it was not amnesty, but merely a two-year reprieve and work permit with no guarantee of renewal. Obama's unilateral executive action had no legitimate continuing legal authority, But a lawsuit brought by Harvard professor Lawrence Tribe claims that it's somehow unconstitutional for Trump to discontinue the program. A growing pattern among Trump's opponents against the agenda the American people voted for is to file a lawsuit in a district court located within a court of appeals that is overwhelmingly Democrat-appointed judges. Hotspots include the 9th, 4th, 2nd, and D.C. circuits. There are at least five lawsuits now filed against Trump over DACA. That strategy generally ensures a ruling against President Trump at both the district and appellate court levels. This game by the left has continued even though the U.S. Supreme Court has repeatedly slapped down and reversed the liberal lower court rulings and held in favor of Trump, often unanimously. Anti-Trumpers are even filing numerous briefs challenging President Trump's pardon of Sheriff Joe Arpaio. The power of a president to pardon has traditionally been fully supported, and even promoted by the political left, and was used flagrantly by Presidents Obama and Clinton. Well, if these DACA suits weren't enough, there are multiple lawsuits challenging the prudent action by Attorney General Jeff Sessions to withhold a small amount of federal funding from cities that defy federal law by declaring themselves to be sanctuary cities for illegal aliens. Even though federal power is at its peak in how it spends money, a federal district court in Chicago in September issued an extraordinary nationwide preliminary injunction blocking the Trump administration from implementing its plan to withhold federal taxpayer dollars from sanctuary cities. The will of the American people is to protect our borders and to deport illegal aliens who should not be here. Crime and the burdens on entitlement programs are immense and Trump should not be blocked by the courts from taking action to defend our sovereignty.
0: This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Illegal immigration burdens our schools and social services and opens doors to criminals and terrorists. Outdated visa programs divert jobs from Americans. PhyllisSchlafly.com chronicles these outrageous unfair practices and provides answers go online to phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. He
1: was backwards, backwards. Welcome
0: back. 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. Uh, U.S. $20 Liberties, thirteen forty. Uh, and I'm going to leave that price for today. Gold's up another ten bucks, uh, so on Monday that price is going to change. So you got till about noon, or you can go online. I'll leave it up online uh, for the weekend. Uh, but U.S. twenty-dollar Liberties at thirteen forty. Uh, my wife just gave me an official number, so we've got the official count of what's left: four rolls of Walker half dollars at hundred and thirty bucks. Four of those. And then she said nineteen rolls a quarter. So that's the official number. Uh, the Walkers are at one thirty, the quarters at one twenty five. Make sure you pick up some gold to go with it. U.S. twenty dollar liberties today at thirteen forty. And we're talking about what's happening and how the central banks are slowly but surely encircling our wealth. And and they started with too big to fail, right? Instead of breaking the banks up, which is, you know, when you go back all the way to the 30s, those were laws that were put into place then. They took these laws over, between the, in the 80s and by the end of the 90s, they, they, they Took all of those laws away, which allowed for all of these mega banks to be formed. So, a lot of people don't understand this. You just think this was the normal process of things. It wasn't. Congress changed laws at the urging of the banks to allow for these mega banks to come into existence. And the reason why they didn't want them in existence is they knew they're dangerous right they're just too big they're too de- they're you know systemic risk and then what they did is they started the encirclement of your of your troops of your wealth with too big to fail they didn't make them smaller what they decided was hey we'll, we'll get the money from the depositors and and how the law works and people you know you need to understand it Oh, it's insured up to $250,000, right? And it's only, you're only in trouble if you have more than 250,000, yes and no. At any time, they can make changes, right? And one of the things that they like to do is say, well, if we we have to take some of your wealth, we gotta take some of your troops out, right? We'll give you stock, and whatever the new bank we form is going to be, right? Like, now you can't do anything with it, right? And maybe, some, you know, maybe 10 years from now you can get your money back, but uh, right now we're just going to borrow it, right? And then we find out last year they didn't even need to go to Congress to do this one. During the last crisis, they learned things. One of the things they learned was, "Hey, you know what? When when people get nervous, they pull their money out because, right? I mean, let's face it: stock market's risky. And now, because of what the central banks have done, the bond markets now they're all it's all risky now. They they went to the SEC and they rewrote some laws. and uh, And a lot of you don't even know that it happened. But they notified. You see, legally, it's not like uh, they had to call you and say, hey, Mr. Schmuckatelli, how are you today? Yeah, I'm with uh, so-and-so IRA or so-and-so 401K. And I just wanted to inform you of changes in the law. Right? They don't have to do that. What they do have to do is somewhere on the fine print of some statement, and I guess if you do electronic statement, right, you got to find the fine print online somewhere that says the essentially, And I'm gonna I'm gonna cut through the baloney and just tell you kind of what it says. At any time, they can determine that an event of a crisis, and they don't define what the crisis is. They can do uh, one of the following. They can impose penalties on sellers. In other words, let, let's just say your money market, you wanted to get your money out of your money market, or you wanted to get your money out of your 401k or your IRA, and it's, you know, it's a bad time, right? Banks are having tough times, and defaults are skyrocketing, and Wall Street's falling, you know. They could say, oh, sure. Sure, Mr. Smuckatelli, we we can help you with that. By the way, uh, we're going to put a thirty percent tax or or fine or whatever you want to call it on your selling. So you wanted to sell your hundred thousand. Tell you what, we're going to do. We're going to hit you for thirty thousand in, in in penalties, and we'll give you seventy. You you still want to sell, right? And they're going to try to dissuade you from doing it. If that's not enough. They can go to the, sorry, Mr. Schmuckatelli, I know you'd like to sell today, uh, but the SEC is banning all selling. Right? And we've seen different things like this, like they ban short selling and all, right? We've seen these laws happen. Then today, and by the way, all of those laws went into effect this year. The money markets, the 401k, that happened this year. It actually got passed last year. Didn't go into an effect into effect until this year. Now the ECB comes out and says, "You know what? It's time to look at this deposit insurance." So think about them. They've already flanked us, right? They flanked us on one side with the bail-ins. Then they flanked us on the other side with the uh, the selling tax or the selling moratorium. Either one. Now they're gonna finish the circle by by going in and saying, hey, you know what, let's look at that deposit insurance law. Maybe time to update it a little bit. And then we got this out of our own central bank. Two weeks ago, so this, this happened actually two weeks ago, a question was posed. Why is establishment media Romancing Communism Authoritarianism And that's a tough word for me Poverty, starvation Secret police, mass murder Blah, blah, blah A prelude To central bank Funded Universal Income Okay, now we've heard this Before Right, we've heard some of these Billionaires talk about the need for a universal income. In other words, things are going to get so bad that in order to keep people from rioting in the streets, we're just going to need to pay them monthly. We're going to talk about what the Federal Reserve Fed Governor John Williams had to say about that next. (music) Guys are killing me. Two rolls of half dollars left. Two rolls of walkers, 130. 19 rolls of quarters, 125 bucks. Someone take me out of my misery. Just buy them already. 800. There you go. Thank you. See, 809510592. Don't forget those liberties. The twenty-dollar gold liberties at 1340. So, John Williams. And not the John Williams uh, that that I love, okay? Not the shadow staff John Williams. He is the San Francisco Federal Reserve president, okay? In other words, he oversees Arizona, Colorado, the West. He said that to fight the next recession, global central bankers, Will be forced to come up with a whole new toolkit of solutions, right? Remember, they, they were, oh, well, we, we got these new tools in the toolkit, right? And the new tools in the toolkit were essentially sticking it to all of us. I remember earlier in the show when I said, remember how they decades, oh, you don't want to buy gold that doesn't pay interest. One of the toolkits they used. In the one of the tools in the toolkit they used in the last recession is what? We got negative bond yield. Our rates went to zero. Simply cutting interest rates, Williams said, will no longer cut it anymore. Right? Because let's face it, I've already told you, they're trying to, they're, you know, 2% is about as high as they want to go. They, they really don't even want to do that. So the days of you living off the interest as you buy bonds is over. Another one of the lies they told you. right? When you're 55, you're supposed to get out of Wall Street and buy bonds. And then live off the interest. Right? That was the fantasy world they painted for you. Kind of like Obamacare. Yeah, you can keep your doctor. It's going to cut the deficit. Right? Like these tax cuts. Somehow, miraculously, if we give tax cuts to, to, to Wall Street... They're somehow going to pay you an extra $4,000 a year, right, out of the kindness of their heart. Nonsense. In addition to more quantitative easing, okay? So John Williams comes out and says, first thing we're going to, you know, we'll cut rates, but that's not going to work. We're going to go buy more bonds, right? Remember, they're pretending to sell them now. in addition to more QE and and what they call forward guidance, right, that's gonna be them telling you, don't worry, we're, we're gonna fix it here, right, that, that stuff. Both of which we widely used in the last recession. The Fed may have to use negative interest rates, okay? And I'm okay with this, and what I mean by that is Finally, you're going to tell the truth. The truth is, this is a, a form of default. Are you going to lend the government money? Hey, I'm going to lend you $100,000 and you can just pay me back ninety. Of course not. But this is what he's telling you is coming. The Fed will have to use negative interest rates as well as untried tools, including so-called price-level targeting or nominal income targeting. (laughs) I guess if you call it targeting, you're trying to make it appear to be something that it isn't. Right, the, the the nominal income targeting. Let me explain to you what that means. It is a tactic that they're talking about. So, so the European Central Bank's talking about let's re- redefine the FDI. Well, it's not. I don't know what they call it there. The deposit insurance. Our central bank is saying, hey, in the next recession. Yeah, we're gonna cut rates and we're gonna go negative. Yes, we're gonna buy more bonds again, but that's not gonna be enough. Now we're also gonna talk about nominal income targeting, which is an admission that the workforce, okay? Right right now and again, and we see we see it already, right? The Phillips curve is busted right and they don't have the wage inflation and their unemployment rate is i mean practically at a modern era all-time low but all the jobs are what they're part-time they're low pay the actual incomes of america remember i told you yesterday year over year you made a dollar forty dollar 40 more a week that's that's the this this is the great GDP three percent GDP economy a dollar forty a week. I mean, if your kid, if you're like me and your son made it made it to the football playoffs, right? That's me and my wife. That's twenty bucks a Friday. We've already spent after today. We're already in the whole sixty bucks. <laughs> I just I just took the whole dollar forty a week and then I spent it on football games. They talk about the dramatic slack in the labor force, and that the U.S. Central Bank will have to take drastic steps to pre- to preserve social order and cohesion. I know, Ron Paul, you talked about revolution. and And, you know, you think about the income inequality and all of these things, and now uh, Fed Governor Williams admitting that, yeah, we know, and like I said, I told you they know already. The nominal income targeting is a program where they're just going to start mailing people checks.
1: <laughs>
0: you know, kind of the communism type thing, right? Hey, everyone gets a check here. Picture Radio News Hour. We're gonna finish with what the U.S. Federal Reserve has really been talking about. Final segment on this Friday. I, I almost can guarantee you we're probably going to have to stretch this one into Monday as we are talking about the nominal income targeting uh, that our central bank is talking Oh, no, by the way, I guess more QE negative rates. I mean, he. I don't think he missed anything. By the way, in case you want to know, this isn't out of uh, Infowars. You know, that crazy news organization, Reuters, is the one uh, that is crediting Williams with these comments. And he said that the relative economic calm, we should take this moment to reflect, rethink the approach to monetary policy, Others have w- have echoed what Williams said, and the admission that a result of nine years of Fed attempts to stimulate the economy that they have it hasn't worked. Right, they really haven't fixed any of it. Charles Evans, Chicago Federal Reserve President. Recently, urged a strategy review at the Fed, right? And, and we we know that Evans and, and Neil Kashkari, uh, just to name a couple of people at the Fed, that are saying, "Wait, we got a crisis here." All of these economic, we you know we know about the Phillips curve economic model, but all of these other economic models—they're not working either, and they're having a hard time trying to understand it. Williams has called for a worldwide review. And I bring that up because, as I said, you know, we, we we talk about what's coming next. I'm sure of it. The Federal Reserve note is going away. We are going to some form of global electronic credit. And, and Williams in his call, Evans in his call for a, a review, Right? What, what does that mean? Well, let's just have a review. You know, let's let's look at what's going on here. I mean, what do you guys do at these meetings? Is really a fancy way for saying, "Hey, listen, we need to hit the reset button." So, first thing we need to do is we've got all the wealth encircled. Right? We got to close up this last one. We got to close up this deposit insurance thing. Then we're going to be ready to give this world a go Right, uh, Part of the Bitcoin, uh, I don't even know what to call it, hysteria. That they want to give an electronic currency credibility. Uh, and that's what they're going to do. Uh, I'm going to finish with it. You know what? We're going to run out of time. I'm, we'll talk about uh, what uh, other Federal Reserve members have said. Again, we'll do this post into Monday. So on Monday, we'll, we'll talk more about uh, the the powers that they're talking about, the tools. They're already talking about what tools will need to be in the toolkit for the next one. Uh, we'll, and we'll discuss all of that then. I think that's it. I think we're out of the rolls of walkers, uh, just uh, the handful of quarter rolls that are left. Uh, U.S. $20 liberties. I'm telling you, it's the buy of the day, $1,340. Gold's now up a dozen, uh, 1290 uh, silver's up eight seventeen dollars and fifteen cents. I didn't even get to the technical stuff, but just know this: uh, gold bounced off its hundred-day moving average, uh, closed above its two hundred-day moving average, uh, and now is headed higher. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Painter Radio News Hour. Everybody have a great weekend. We're closing early. We're closed at noon today. We'll be back on Monday. Go state. <laughs>